We're on the record. I'm Sheila Cass. Good morning. Do you remember your first job? Learning the route to get there, depositing your first paycheck, getting to know your coworkers, figuring out how to relate to your manager. For teens and young adults in Baltimore City, that opportunity may come this summer. YouthWorks is a job program housed in the Baltimore Mayor's Office of Employment Development. Young people ages 14 to 21 are matched to a local job site, earn a paycheck, and attend personal development workshops. The program will run for five weeks from July to August. Applications are due by April 7th. A few years ago, Kayla Malone spent her summer at the marketing department of a local bank. Once you graduate, you get to jobs and they're like, we need you to be a recent college grad, but you need like five years of experience. <laughs> like, how? I'm still trying to figure out what I'm exactly what I'm passionate about, but thankfully I'm able to dip my feet in <laughs> different places here at the bank so that I can kind of find that passion. Here to tell us about YouthWorks is Senior Program Manager Rashim. Welcome to the show, Rashim. Hey, thank you so much for having me. YouthWorks partners with private, nonprofit, and city and state government employers in Baltimore. Where have students had the opportunity to spend summers? Oh my gosh, so many different places. So uh, I know Hopkins is a really big partner of ours, but there's also uh, instances where small business such as salons or barbershops or uh, Jubilee Arts or your local nonprofit organization that may be right up the street. There's so many different opportunities. There's also a pretty strong emphasis on CTE pathways. And so that's like career and vocational technology um, opportunities. How many young people will be accepted this year? Ooh, we hope thousands and thousands and thousands and thousands more than previous years, of course. Uh, on average, about 8,000 youth uh, are able to participate each year. Last year, we were able to offer jobs to 6,000, to a little over 6,600. Um, and then I would say even in years before that, like if even if I just went back from 2013 to present day, we've been able to offer over 75,000 jobs. Wow. How many employers have signed on to host a worker? So I could go by more specifically like last year's numbers, uh, uh, almost 500, about 450, uh, 460. Right now we are still accepting applications for folks to be work sites, whether they are in the private sector or in the public sector. How long will you be accepting applications <laughs> yeah. from employers? We are accepting applications from employers all the way until April 14th. So sometimes in those instances, employers have interacted with youth in the community and they know exactly who they want to work with. Um, in those instances, sites can select specific youth that they like to work with and situations where they don't, but they have specific criteria, uh, then we'll match a youth with uh, their work site. Tell me about how this matching process works. Can can young people request a specific employer? Yeah, to some degree, right? Uh, it's it's a little bit of the dating game. Uh, so how it works is when youth complete their application or when they're filling out their application, if they just have a general idea, they can elect what uh, category or what field specifically that they're interested in. And there are some instances where we have uh, larger contracted sites where they can identify, I would like to be a part of this program or I would like to be a part of this initiative, right? And if they are even more specific, they know, okay, I want to work 
uh, specifically with code in schools. They can reach out to or have a conversation with code in schools, and then they're both matched in a particular way. One way they're matched is that youth can let us know that that's where they would like to um, be employed. But the best way to actually let us know is to let code in schools know. And what happens is code in schools will then type in that youth's name um, with that youth's, with also that youth's date of birth. And for young people who don't have that specific an idea of what they want to do, how does the matching process work? Yeah. So when the youth identify and say, oh, I want to do something specifically in the arts and the work sites or the job uh, or the employers, when they fill out their application, they say, oh, we we do a lot of things connected to the arts. We look at that first, like what is their general interest? The second thing that we look at is where's their location? We don't want you to have to catch four buses to get to their job. So we look at what's also in that zip code. And then we also look at the work sites requirements. There's some work site or job opportunities that will only that only want youth that are 16 or over or for specifically what they do they really want to work with 14 and 15 year olds so those sorts of things go into the matching like uh what is the their shared interest um, are they able to accommodate this youth what are the age requirements how close is this to where the youth live a first job can be an overwhelming experience how do you check in with youth to make sure they're adjusting to their placement? A few ways. One of the ways is that we do, uh, generally we do site visits. Uh, We also have surveys. We have a pre and post survey where we just really ask the youth about what their experience is like. Also our uh, social media is pretty pretty active. Um, For example, we have on our YouTube page, if a person were to go to YouTube and type in YouthWorks Baltimore, uh, you would see different opportunities where youth voice and provide input into um, what some of their experiences have been. They can also on every Monday during the program, during that five-week program, we have something called Young Money Mentors. And what it is, is it's financial literacy. It's live um, at one p.m. on our YouTube channel. And not only do youth learn about financial literacy, they can actually engage with the speakers. And the speakers are other youth who have been trained in that uh, in that particular arena. And then on Fridays, we have something called Bright Future Fridays, where uh, youth interview people who are working in a particular field or have a uh, educational background um, in a particular field and youth can engage and ask questions. Right here in the office, what we have is we have uh, a group of 10 young folks called our Youth Advisory Council. Our Youth Advisory Council kind of keep us cool, (laughs) keep us in the know, if you will. Um, And they kind of check the temperature and kind of gauge um, youth interest. They interview youth at sites on work on Wednesdays. There's something called Worksite Wednesdays where they go to different work sites and they talk to youth about what they're up to and what they're experiencing. Um, This year, we're in our first time of launching I guess you could say like a, a a survey, if you will, to gauge what's the best place for youth to work in Baltimore. We're partnering with um with another organization to do that Heart Smiles. And Heart Smiles is gonna help us to craft something that is youth design and youth led to kind of engage youth and find out what is the best place for youth to work in Baltimore. And we hope to kind of feature and highlight what are those best locations. You mentioned financial literacy discussions. Mm. What is the financial picture for for these jobs? How much will the young people earn? 
Yeah. So last year uh, it was twelve seventy five, and with the uh, minimum wage increase, it is now thirteen twenty five an hour. So if they work on the host end, where if they work with a nonprofit organization or a emerging business, and that's five employers or less, um, they will be paid that thirteen twenty five an hour. And how many now, hours? How many hours a week? Five hours a day, twenty five hours a week. And if they are on the private sector side, they have an opportunity to potentially make more than that. This is On the Record. I'm Sheila Cass speaking with Rashim, the senior program manager of YouthWorks, Baltimore City's job program for young people between ages 14 and 21. The application process is underway right now. Students will spend five weeks at their host sites this summer. How did the program adapt during the pandemic? Oh, man, I will tell you, I mean, like many people in the world, um, the adapting to the to the pandemic was quite an adjustment in in previous years. And this program is um, this jobs employment initiative is over 40 years old. So much of how the process worked with youth applying was they would apply in person. Uh, there was a lots of uh, paperwork and uh, youth being connected with people in person and sometimes even interviewed in that particular manner. And 100 percent of all of the work sites were also in person. And then you have the pandemic. Surprise. Uh, and there was a large shift. One, we had to really get more engaged with technology and do so at a time where there's this big digital divide with some of the most vulnerable populations in the city. So even as we are ourselves getting more uh, digitally engaged, if you will, and establishing internal processes that will allow us to do things like accept an application online or having programming online, we simultaneously had to also uh support the lift of decreasing the digital divine, divide, uh, distributing laptops, supporting schools in doing uh, just that. And also this, there was a large spread where there was more and more virtual sites. What does a virtual site look like? How do you work virtually? It's just a, one of those things and aspects of having a conversation about the labor force that we didn't necessarily think of as comprehensive. I think the world didn't as we do now uh, when you think about things like telework. And then when you think about youth and um, and doing that, that's even more massive of an undertaking. Uh, because some of those sites also were not those work locations were not able to shift as quickly as some other ones were, uh, we didn't have as many work sites during the pandemic. They were not able to make that shift. They couldn't, it was, it, it was a challenge to take a program or, or uh, employment, a uh, type of employment and make that then virtual. If you are a site, if you are a location and what you do is you plant trees or you are painting a mural, it is hard to make that transition to how do I make this employment opportunity one that is then virtual. So now, three years after the pandemic started, what is the situation? Is it still virtual? Is it hybrid? It's a bit, it's a mix. 
It's a mix. Uh, we are largely going back to in person. Most of our sites this year so far that have applied and last year were in-person sites. Uh, last year we had in-person 100% and then some sites that were in-person 100%, some sites that were virtual 100, uh, 100%. And we had a few virtual opportunities. Right now we're doing a, a, a really big mix of all of them, but I would say we're largely shifting back to in-person. In 2018, interns at Baltimore's Department of Housing and Community Development reviewed images of city blocks with vacant buildings. The data they collected was used to develop an artificial intelligence tool to detect collapsed rooftops. What other exciting projects have young people been able to work on? I've seen uh, situations where youth have been able to build technology, build uh, laptops for other folks who may not be able to afford laptops. So they're able to build like lower functioning, I guess you could say, uh, laptops. Um, I know that one of the things that they've also been able to do is uh, neighborhood revitalization is something that folks are continually able to do and um, just starting to, to do more and help adults really look at things like social media platforms in a really different way. There's also something called core council. What is that? So it's a leadership development opportunity for youth who are interested in government or public service. Our goal really is to work with local city council to support the development of our future leaders of Baltimore by asking each of them to hire a youth worker. How would you describe the kind of power YouthWorks has. How much time you have? <laughs> a minute. Um, right, a minute. So uh, in a minute, what the thing that I could tell you, I think one of the things that easily come to mind, right, this is a, additional revenue for um, Baltimore City residents in those households, right? It's also an opportunity for you to gain and develop new skills. They are also paired with caring adults in a lot of cases. They get opportunity to earn while they learn. Uh, another great opportunity that recently started also is that youth, if they have to take summer school or make up summer school credits, they don't have to choose between employment and going to summer school. They can go to summer school and we will allow them to uh, to. Um, earn while they learn, so to speak. I also believe, and many studies have shown, that there is a positive linkage between summer job, youth employment, and crime reduction and violence reduction. And I think that summer jobs is not just an employment program. It is a crime reduction program. Next month, YouthWorks will kick off a virtual Q&A series about the program. What, what topics do you plan to cover? So this uh, live Q&A section is largely for the youth. And I could tell you the first question that everyone wants to know when they start any job is, when will I get paid? How much I will get paid? <laughs> <laughs> that is the ongoing question usually. And we talk to them about different payment methods, what to do when they're at their work site, what they can expect. We talk to them about Young Money Mentors on Mondays. We talk to them about Bright Future Fridays. And we also talk to them about Worksite Wednesdays um, and just let them know all the things that they are able to uh, access in the program largely. It sounds exciting. I'm, I'm grateful to you for telling us about it, Rashim. Sure. Rashim is the Senior Program Manager of YouthWorks. At the On the Record page, we have links to the application and information for potential employers. Youth can apply to the program through April 7th. Short break on the record. When we're back, a stoop story. Sheila Cass, stay with us.